Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes from their first to their worst. We're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, someone who'd never turned down a good bowl of cereal, Mike Valdez, a singer-songwriter, actor, comedian, and all-around dreamer who is here to talk not only about childlike at best with Mike Valdez, but also a crush on, well, it's an interesting one because it's not a person, but rather nostalgia as a whole. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well, Kendra. That was a very sweet intro i love that <laughs> everyone always wants to, uh, likes their intro i i think it has to do with just watching a lot of tv and talk shows <laughs> sure okay. yeah no that's great well also like I'm, I'm a comedian so like a lot of my intros are always just like this next <laughs> guy is he's fine you know like <laughs> so it's just like anytime somebody says something nice you're like, wow, this is great. <laughs> oh, like, coming up next, he's breathing, yeah. I guess. Mike Valdez. Yeah. <laughs> the human being. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to a comedy show in a while since I moved, but yeah, I remember those. You're just like, could you amp it up a little? See, unless they're, like, bringing out, like, somebody, like, Dave Chabelle or something, and you could tell they're right. like, oh. But yeah. <laughs> so before well, we Well, get- yeah, of course. Yeah, before we get started, can you tell people where we can find you online? Yes. Um, so, obviously, I'm on Instagram. I'm at Mike Valdez. I'm on uh, TikTok at official Mike Valdez. Some of my TikToks are going dummy viral, so that's okay. Um, and let's see. I think the easiest way to do it is I, I have a link tree, but I have a website for all of my stuff. And you just go to thekidfromup.com, and that's it. That's the website. (laughs) Until Disney sues me. Until Disney sues me, that is my website. So, um, so yeah, I... Yeah, that's that's where you can find everything. I mean, my music is there, my stand-up is there, my podcast, uh, everything. The kid from... I bet you get a lot of people just from, like, Googling the kid from Up. (laughs) Right. They're like, well, well that's kind of the hope, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Russell, maybe? <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, you are the first person to come here with a crush that is like on an idea instead of a person. Right. Were there any people, though, in your mind before you settled on this grand concept of nostalgia? <laughs> well, yes, of course. There's too many people, which I would say was the problem, was like, I, um, you know, and it's something that I, I emailed you. I said, I'm basically the human embodiment of the CW channel where like, <laughs> I'm just like, I have a crush on everything and everyone, you know, and the, even, even the term crush is kind of a, is kind of a crush in and of itself. It's like an inception kind of a thing where it's just like, you know, which is why I chose this this subject that we're talking about. I don't know if we're we're allowed to say it, but you know, it's it's this very like you you have this crush because it's something that in your mind it's perfect, mm-hmm. and if it and if it veers off that perfection, then it becomes something else, you know, and it's not a crush anymore. 
you know so um so that's what's really interesting about it but you know to answer your question sure i i think the first crush i ever had i was maybe five years old maybe six and it was alicia silverstone and clueless Oh, wow. Not a cartoon. Usually first crushes are animated because that's what we're watching most. But Clueless, a great crush. Right. All the same. Yeah. I think um, that was the the first movie I saw at a sleepover. So it has like a very special place in my heart. And it's just iconic. Yeah, it's extremely iconic. Yeah, absolutely. Like all of her outfits, like just everything. She was perfect in that movie. And um, and it. I kind of followed her career after that, you know, and, and I watched so many bad movies just because <laughs> she was in them, you know, like, <laughs> I could be the downfall be honest, of a crush. I, yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't even think, I don't even think it was clueless that, that was the thing that made me like, like fall in love with her. You know what it was? It was the, the Aerosmith crying music video. That's what it was. Yeah. Which I think is so. nuts. A lot, but for a five or six year old, you have to see a, a Aerosmith right? video and find some love. And At least this... it wasn't Steven Tyler; he's old, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's always been old, but but even still, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> he's one of those guys. He's like Bob Barker, where like <laughs> ever since I've been alive, he's just been old. So it doesn't really matter how old he is. But like, <laughs> um, so but but yeah, like. That video is so wild because I'm look. I'm thinking about this now. You you unlock something in my brain that I haven't that I haven't thought about, which is amazing. Um, when being five or six years old and watching that video, and like I mean, in the video she's like this rebellious type of person. I'm going completely off of memory, so I don't really know. Like she gets like a piercing in it and like a tattoo or something, mm-hmm. and she like she doesn't she bungee jumps at the end. And I was like, man, I want a girl like that. <laughs> and I'm like, six. <laughs> Rolling in the kindergarten, like, which one are you about to get a tattoo at recess? <laughs> yeah, that's so wild, man. I mean, it explains why. <laughs> it's very funny. Like, I I told my best friend this on, on a podcast where I was like, my first crush was Alicia Silverstone and I said, I mean, are you surprised? And he goes, I mean, she seems completely like your type, so <laughs> it's very funny. Well, Cher Horowitz aside, uh, who is definitely um, probably a crush to probably a top tier 90s kids crush, but we're going to talk about oh, yeah. your crush on nostalgia because I too am yeah. a very nostalgic person. I actually just wrapped up this whole series, Crushing on the 90s, where we broke down every year of the 90s and I so I feel you on this love and nostalgia but what at like what age did you start to notice that you had this sort of infatuation with nostalgia in the past that's a great question I I'm not sure I know because I you know I've always (laughs) this is this is a weird thing because even even when I was a kid I guess I was infatuated with the past because like you know when you're a kid you like to like embellish the truth about certain things and like Mm -hmm. you you know that's how a lot of great stories when you're a kid are told you know like you're like you might have gone to a concert you know and and to go see like your parents favorite band or something but then you're like no last night we were backstage at the backstreet boys concert (laughs) and it's like 
And it's like, we're that's not like completely true, but it's also like you did go to a concert. It was just like, you know, sticks or something, you know, like <laughs> with your parents, you know, so um, so in a weird way, like, you know, nostalgia, it's it's a weird thing. Like and, and this is something I thought about where it's just like um, somebody said this on a podcast that I do uh, uh, on Childlike at Best where um they said it kind of trying to be funny but they were like what is the reverse of trauma when it's positive and i said that's nostalgia (laughs) 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 which is it's literally the reverse of trauma so it's just like it's something that when you think about it it unlocks amazing memories you know and sometimes that's not necessarily always the case you know because i you know, there's there's a term that's been coined called nostalgia eyes, mm. where it's like you'll see a show that you saw when you were a kid, like DuckTales or something, and you watch it now and you're in your 30s and you're like, this show sucks. And it's like, well, no, it's made for children. And also the thing that you mostly remember is how great that theme song was. You know? For me, it's not. I think Ducktales holds up for me. Nostalgia Eyes is definitely Gummy Bears. <laughs> I watched sure. it as soon as I got Disney Plus. I was like, we are putting on all those cartoons, and I was like, okay, Gummy Bears ain't holding up, but the theme song's still amazing. I mean, the thing, the thing I will say, and I mean, especially about this, you know, about about Disney afternoon shows, is their theme songs are just outrageously good. Yeah, they didn't like, have to I go mean, that hard. Exactly. Like like the 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 goof troop song is like like is is boys to men singing this song? Why do we need like I mean there's like there's three key changes in the Chippendale Rescue Rangers theme song. Like, are we? Are you serious? Like, what is the? There's, there's barely, there's barely that many key changes in a normal pop song. Like, that's <laughs> wild, you know. Um, but, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a strange thing. So you kind of, and in a lot of ways, like uh, even, even with TV and also with. Um, with another thing too with with snacks uh, there's a lot of nostalgia snacks that are coming back and it's kind of a bit that i've been w- working on on stage where it's like you know i i went to the grocery store and i realized there's a lot of stuff from when i was a kid that's like just back on the shelf like 3d doritos like you know and like dunkaroos and you know uh, the dinosaur egg oatmeal <laughs> and all that stuff and it's like who do we have to thank for that and it's like probably because pregnant women are millennials you know and like (laughs) and like they're just like we want we we want these things from our childhood and their husbands or their partners are are begging general mills to bring them back because their wife is gonna slit their throat if they don't you know like like dunkaroos came back real hard (laughs) Yeah, no, they did. They did. And that's the other thing, too. I don't know if you remember or if you've had them, but if you eat, if you have them, it 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 just isn't the same. You know, um, it just yeah. isn't the same. I don't you know, know if it's our taste buds or it's the 
what they're doing, but I mean, I can't eat real sugary cereals anymore. Like, yeah. uh, so I'm like, oh no, is it happening? Is this well, the change? Look, <laughs> well, Kendra, I mean, in in all reality, like, this is something I've told. I, I my so season two of of my new po- of my podcast, Child Like It Best, comes out fairly soon, and our first guest is Jason Marsden from from a goofy movie and one of the things that i told him was when we were kids we could literally eat radioactive sludge you know (laughs) like and like now if we eat a a hostess cup cake it ruins our day you know like (laughs) you gotta have tums on hand (laughs) i always have like it ruins your day (laughs) right yeah i mean it stinks getting older for real like but at the same time you know it there's there's little things you know like i i even say it on stage where it's just like you have to have that one thing in your life and and it could be different for everybody but but have that one thing in your life that just reminds you um to not lose your sense of childlike wonder you know and like for me it's eating cereal like i you know i i eat clean majority of my life i eat very clean but i do tell myself hey man Every once in a while, you're allowed a bowl of cereal because you've been eating clean, you know? And that's my thing. You know, for some people, it's cheesecake. For some people, it's chocolate cake, whatever, you know? But you gotta, you gotta let yourself have fun or else, like, what are you living for? You know? Exactly. So, other than like eating a bowl of cereal, what like period of your life uh, never fails to make you feel the most nostalgic? Is there a grade, an age? Oh, that's a great question. I have different answers for every decade, <laughs> um, and I have different answers for every uh, grade. Because, like, because for example, like when I was in high school, it was more like I was more like a punk kid, you know, where like I really liked the bands from Drive Through Records, and that's when I learned how to play guitar and I learned how to play piano because I got into a band called Something Corporate. And that's what made me want to start writing music. And so it's very nostalgic in that regard, where it that's the, the reason why I started playing music. Um, but as far as as far as like nostalgia in the sense of seeing something and then being passionate about wanting to, you know, be a part of it, which is, again, one of the reasons why I wanted to be an actor and all that stuff because I once I found out you can give, make money at playing pretend <laughs> I was just like oh my gosh like this is a dream job you know like you're literally just doing what I do every day for free you know <laughs> so it's just like so like and really that's what acting is like you're just playing pretend you know and so um, and I think for me that was about fifth or sixth grade um, and I think it was because uh, I was I was going to school, and uh, in my in my grade was a, was a kid who was on a very popular Nickelodeon show uh, called The Brothers Garcia, Ooh. and um, yeah, it was it was super fun, and having him in my class and all that stuff kind of made me realize like, oh, this is possible. Like, it's not like some crazy, untangible thing that I can't, you know, because when you're a kid, you're like, the people in the TV are different people and they don't exist. They (laughs) exist in my my TV and that's it. 
you know, which is which in a way, a lot of people still think like that, which is why they go nuts when they see Tom Hanks at an airport. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like but but that's the thing where it's just like, you know, you you see, you know, when you're a kid, you're you just can't separate the two. You don't think those are like real people in a weird way. You just think that they exist on in the TV. And that made me realize like, oh man, like this is actually possible. And so, yeah, I would, I would say around, around like fifth or sixth grade, uh, was, was around that time. And, you know, I was always also, I was always very, um, what's the right word? energetic is is a good word but i was i was a performer in a lot of ways um however like my family is very cuban and part of (laughs) at least at least my mom was very like uh not not strict but like just very like you know army like everything had to be like exactly you know like type a the the exactly the funny thing the funny thing is my mom is every stereotypical dad in like a movie about like the 50s where like a kid has a dream <laughs> you know like yeah. <laughs> you're gonna go to college stereotyp- kid. yeah you're gonna go to college and you're gonna do this and and all that and she is she is that which is really really funny that that's my mom and my dad is the opposite my dad is the emotional one you know but that's literally what what my family dynamic has always been and so uh, um my mom would not like it when i was very performative because it i guess it embarrassed her or something i'm not really sure so because of that it kind of made me this introverted extrovert where i was this person who if you let if you told me it was okay to play around i would do it but i wouldn't do it unless you told me it was okay <laughs> you know and so but yeah which is the difference between a class clown and me you know cuz a class clown is like a kid that just disrupts all the time and the i would say i was more a class comedian because I would I would sit in the pocket and then every once in a while have one or two really funny things to say and it would even make a teacher laugh you oh, know mm-hmm. so that was more who I was that's how my brother was his teachers would tell my mom he's hilarious and he's making me laugh but it's disrupting like I can't I'm the teacher so I can't be on his side no, so don't have him calm it down uh, other thing which brother from brothers Garcia was it which was he the oldest the youngest the middle uh he was he was the middle Ooh, my favorite brother Garcia and then too uh shout out for the drive-thru records shout out I love that yeah I know. Yeah, I love. No one ever mentions them. <laughs> that. Oh, Google. I love drive through. Yeah, they're my favorite. Yeah, drive through. Uh, I'm also like that, uh, where I have different periods. Like I love my childhood, but because I grew up very pop punk, very emo, I do wanna sometimes just go back to like that first year, first couple years of college, where all I did was like go follow Fall Out Boy and you found glory everywhere. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That oh was- my gosh. So that makes yeah. me nostalgic, but so does my childhood because there was so much going on in the 90s. But however, like there are a lot of people who aren't like us. Um, I think millennials are judged 
really hard for being super nostalgic. And I mean, it's not our fault. We got a lot of good stuff in our sure. childhood. But we're also that last generation that kind of bridged right. the gap between that post and pre-internet world. And we could definitely log on to the internet in the 90s, but you had to have some money. Yeah. Like, not everybody was on AOL back in the day. But do you think having lived in that before time, before the internet, kind of plays an important factor to why we're so nostalgic? Because we kind of have this old world feel to us. That's such a beautifully put thing to say. And also a very good question. Um, I would say that... I, I, I'm not 100% sure if this is like an actual thing that, that happened, but there was, as far as I know, I, I was told by a comedian that there was a scientific study that there is a there is a generation of millennial between millennial and Gen Z that is called the lucky ones. And those are people who grew up without the internet, but also saw the internet become the internet when they got older. I feel like if you were born late 80s, Mm-hmm. Mid to late 80s, yes. But, well, even early 90s, if you were poor, because my brother's 93. Yeah. And, I mean, my mom still doesn't have the internet in that house. So. Sure, yeah. No, I completely, completely understand. Yeah, I grew up I grew up uh, in, in the 90s and also very poor. So we had VHSs when everybody had DVDs. Mm-hmm. We had DVDs when everybody had Blu-rays. <laughs> like, you please know. stop. We're just caught up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, no lie, I'm pretty sure my parents got Netflix last year. So, <laughs> we, we didn't, I remember like my best friend's mom got her tires fixed in the early, I think I was still in high school, so mid aughts, early aughts, and she got a free DVD player and just like gave it to us for Christmas because it's just like they already had, they had money, so they're just like, why do we need a DVD player? My family, yeah. I still have it. So for 20 years, so I'm like, but it was my own, it was my first DVD player. It's really exciting. Oh my gosh. It's that, that's such a funny thing. Like it reminds me, there's an old Patton Oswalt joke where he talks about how if he were to see if his future self can talk to himself, you know, now, um, one of the things that he says is he goes, uh, there's going to be a thing uh this little brick that has all the music in it and he goes wow that thing must cost a million dollars and he's like no it costs only like a hundred bucks in fact they're you're gonna you're gonna get so tired of them people are just gonna give them to you in gift baskets and you're gonna throw them away like (laughs) i know like now ipods obsolete yeah like they were they were so big i've got one i think i got a nano or something Mm -hmm. when i graduated college and i was like wow i'm living in the future finally right yeah the the ipod was every kid's like if if you if your parents couldn't afford a car for like your high school yeah. graduation or your or your college graduation they're like here's an ipod video and it's 60 gigs because we went all in like we got everybody from the family to give us money to get this for you <laughs> you know so <laughs> which i'm pretty sure was what happened to me um but yeah, like it, I that iPod um, was a big deal for me for sure. Even though, kind of part of me misses <laughs> kind of lugging around my giant trapper keeper of CDs. <laughs> I still have one in the car. It's my Backstreet Boy one from many many years ago, and it still has a lot of Backstreet Boy singles and CDs. Okay, nice. Yeah, I I had like the the giant like 
200 CD Trapper Keeper, and like I organized everything by by alphabet. I alphabetized everything, put all the the covers behind the CD. Like I mean, it was pristine, you know. But now it's it's just garbage. <laughs> like it's just taking up space, but at the same time, we might be like the most nostalgic, but also a hoarder generation. Cause like, right. I, I'm like, I can't get rid of these VHS tapes. I have no VCR, but I need these tapes. They're more yeah. decor now. Right. Speaking <laughs> of, spe- speaking of hoarder, man, that is such a good, <laughs> that's such a good way to put it. Because like, I'm looking in my, in my room right now <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm looking at Funko Pops that I have that, oh. that are not going to do anything, but sit there. And I have uh, vinyl that's going to do nothing but sit there. Um, I uh, I have the excuse that I have a podcast about cereal, but I have way too many boxes of cereal in my room. <laughs> like, I have, like, however much you think is too much, triple that. <laughs> <laughs> I always like, say, I think Funko Pops definitely found their their people because we were like gung-ho for beanie babies and pogs like of course we were gonna buy like up funko pops it was just like tailor-made for us to buy something totally useless but totally cute (laughs) yeah no it's true you're absolutely right and and it's funny because my my thing is that i give myself a reason to to buy these things like it's and for some people it's different reasons like some people they're like well i have to buy this i love stranger things you know like or i have to buy this i love xyz you know um but for me my uh, what i loved about funko pops was i would put them on top of my keyboard when i would play live shows and and it would always get a response and and people would always take pictures of us and tag us and i was like oh this is great like this is like a way to get more people you know to kind of find out who we are and things like that because they think that you know this guy's cool because he has cory and topanga the funko <laughs> pops on his you know keyboard and so i would get them for that because i would i would be like oh well i have this and then i got max and Powerline, and you know now you know fred and barney you know from the flintstones like all these different things and i would give myself this reason of like oh i am doing it because i'm playing shows and it's like are you really doing it for that like come on this investment yeah you think (laughs) that it's for that but it's not like the same thing with the cereal boxes where it's just like i'm doing it for the podcast and part of it is kind of accurate but then the other part of it is just like yeah but like what else are you gonna do with these boxes <laughs> like there's like so many you know it's it's weird but you're you're absolutely right we are in a weird way a hoarder generation i don't know what it is it's just like we like to have stuff I, but you mentioned the reverse trauma that nostalgia is and i often yeah. think that i often think we're a very traumatized generation because i remember like in first or second grade they had the oklahoma city bombing and our teacher was like mm-hmm. write letters to the survivors given i was first or second grade i have no idea what's going on in the world but i wrote this right. letter team that with like columbine you have 9-11 recession after recession we have trump 2020 like We've been through a lot, yeah, you know, yeah. unprecedented events we we have are filled. But do you think that all of that st- stacked on top of one another? We kind of that's why we're nostalgic. We have to go back to those places that spark joy because Jesus, we've just we've had enough. Like, let us have our Funko Pops. Right. 
I I love that you said that, man. This is great. It's like I'm talking to myself in a different universe. <laughs> this is wonderful. Um, I have had this conversation before with someone, and I usually try never to go there because, like, it sounds kind of dark. But you kind of halfway said what we were talking about, which is we were talking about like why they don't make sitcoms like how we used to watch them like why don't they make a family matters anymore or like why don't they make like full house you know anymore and and it's like because the audience now would think that that's cheesy well why would they think that that's cheesy because really pretty much after 9 11 mm-hmm. like the joy was gone everything just became too real you know where it's just like you know what a family from San Francisco that just hugs all the time is bullshit. And has that you know, music like, like burr, burr, oh Michelle's yeah. about to learn a lesson. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, I mean anything, but but and now we watch I, I mean I, I still love Full House because like it's very much a uh, a comfort you know, food show for me, you know, the same with pretty much any TGIF sitcom like Boy Meets World or or uh, Family Matters, any any show like that, because it reminds me of a better time, you know, in, in a weird way, which is strange because I was also young. Like I was I was also young when all those things were happening. Like I wasn't old enough to really like I, I was old enough to know we are under attack, but I also wasn't old enough to be like, what does this mean? Are we going to die now? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, I just was like, well, I think I think what I thought it was, which to be fair, I don't think anybody knew it was intentional until yeah, like after. Yeah, at, until like hours after. Mm-hmm. Or, and uh, I just thought it was a guy that didn't know how to fly a plane. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I remember I was getting ready for school and I saw the second one and I just was like, oh, no, that sucks. And I went back to like Sagwa, the Chinese kitten on PBS and was like, okay. And then I got to school and the Christian club was like standing around the pole, the flagpole, like crying and praying. And I was like, (laughs) what? I asked my friends, like, what happened? She's like, did you see the news this morning? I was like. Yeah, the plane crash, and then like I had to watch Sagwa the Chinese kitten <laughs> finish. That brought back so many memories. Freaking <laughs> see you at the pole, people. That is so funny. I went to a Christian school, so like <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I, like I, I mean, I grew up. Well, yeah, it was uh, in in your in public schools. It's like a <laughs> club, right? Yeah. Like the the Christian group is like a club or whatever which like you can kind of say that that's what being a christian is anyway but um but yeah like i went to a christian school and i went to a christian college so i was very much in a bubble growing up um which is kind of interesting as far as like my childhood and all that stuff we can talk about that too but um because i wasn't i wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of things that were like on the cusp of pop culture you know, like I like, for example, I knew about Clueless, but it was because I saw it on TBS. Uh-huh. You know, like I saw like the I saw like the censored, you know, version of that movie. And I I, don't, I wasn't allowed to watch PG-13 movies for a long time. Well, after I was 13, um, wasn't allowed to watch anything involving, uh, you know, witchcraft, wizardry, you know, anything like that. So Harry Potter's out. You know, um, it's it was just weird. Like, I I mean, and 
my uh, my best friend's a little younger than me, and he kind of went through the same thing. But what what's even funnier about it is that sometimes parents are like weird about their own rules, you know, where like. <laughs> Where, like, he had a rule in his house where he wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter, but he could watch Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> and he was like, it's the same thing. Like, it's just people, like, in the, <laughs> and, like, and his mom would just be, I don't know, I just, that's because I said so. I don't want you to watch it. You know, so, okay, great. You know, so, um, it's, it's strange, yeah. But I, I grew up watching some, some, like, you know things that were specific for christians like veggie tales and things like that <laughs> um but i wasn't like you know i i also kind of knew a few things i wasn't like oblivious to things um but i think i think my thing is i've always wanted to be i've always wanted to know what the like what the joke is like i always want to be a part of yeah. the thing i the always want to be a, yeah i want to be a part of the conversation you know so if that means not not knowing about ghostbusters and then having to go watch ghostbusters because that's what people are talking about then that's what i'm gonna do you know or whatever or or wikipedia ghostbusters whatever <laughs> i mean i i don't know like I, i'm just saying i i always want to be in the know i want to be in the conversation and especially as a comedian now, you know, I want to have my finger on the pulse of everything that's going on because that's the whole thing. You're like the whole thing is to make fun of, you know, what's what's going on in the world and pop culture or whatever it is that you're that you find funny. Well, speaking, of, I said we were the most traumatized, but I feel like kids today giving us a run for their for our money because they just they had to go to school during a pandemic i can't imagine right. like having to be on those zoom classrooms and everything but i also feel like kids today don't have a lot of their own pop culture because of all the reboots and remakes or just like extension yes. of things it's like in 20 or so years like we have our pops of like topanga and cory we have the like you know we have disney plus to watch ducktales but what are do you think kids today aren't going to be able to process their trauma because they don't really have their own pop culture to fall back on what a great question um i i don't know man i mean it's one thing is for sure it's gonna be like we are going to be those annoying old parents you know what i mean and like and even if it's like you know back in my day we used to see each other in real life when we went to school yeah. like and then like like back in the day we had to we sometimes we'd be scared that somebody would bring a gun to school like you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> it's just wild you know to where now you know in a lot of i mean it sounds this is again very dark but it's just true like i'm just mirroring what what happens in the world Zoom school is kind of awesome because at least I don't have to be scared that my kids might get shot. Yeah, that's you know what, what I mean? I'm saying. I would I would have liked Zoom school because I was a fat kid and no PE. Right. <laughs> blessed. Right. Hashtag blessed. I would have been like, 
I always was like, I was telling my husband during, you know, 2020, I was like, because he was also a fat kid, I was like, could you imagine being at home in the 90s if they had the internet with all those Dunkaroos, all the little bags of chips? Like, my mom would have been bankrupt having to feed me. She would have found the cure, whatever it was. She would have been like, get out of my house. But I want to move past the trauma and get back to nostalgia because you said nostalgia can help you get to know people on a deeper level. And I agree with that. I think because I didn't grow up up wrapped in like my heritage of my culture or religion or anything like that i was raised by tv and therefore i always bond with people over pop culture and doing your show have you learned a sort of like what's your most bondable thing with someone is it tv is it music movies that's interesting i would say because i'm i'm a lot like you in that i'm very just into all of it mm-hmm. you know like i love i i just love the culture just in general and i can pretty much you know it it's my part of it is my personality but i can kind of chameleon my way to talking to pretty much anybody you know because like even like you know a, a prisoner you know at, in like a prison and just like as opposed to like i was gonna say azkaban by the way <laughs> i was like you know that prison azkaban the one that's totally real <laughs> that's how little i know about prison <laughs> so um but but i could i could you know but i can basically be like hey like what did you watch on tv and he's like who's the boss and even if i if i don't know who's the boss i do know who tony danza is mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so you could be like oh yeah tony danza's the bomb and they're like oh tony danza's the bomb man and i'm like you know what, what's great with tony danza angels in the outfield and then we can just keep talking about that mm-hmm. and then and then we could talk about baseball and then christopher lloyd comes in for some reason and then we can go to back to the future and then and then it just and then before you know it you're best friends and and that's it like i mean i don't know it's it's uh it's it is very surface level uh, of course but it is like the easiest for me it is the easiest surface level way for me to like talk to someone and then kind of get a gauge if i want to waste my time being their friend <laughs> you know like <laughs> because like you you kind of find out who someone is by what tv they watch oh, you know? oh for sure i judge people on that i'm like i don't care if you are what race you are what your sexuality blah 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 yeah. religion but what you watch is what i'm going to judge you on <laughs> yeah yeah like it's like uh you know <sighs> I don't I don't know. I, I don't want to like throw any shows under the bus or anything. Oh god, like, drag them. <laughs> but it's just like it's any if anybody watches more reality TV than they watch fictional TV, I already don't trust you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like no, only, I'm just I mean- it just depends because there is a golden age of reality when vh1 was doing all the flavor of love rock of love that trashy celebrity dating yeah and when i was beautiful and i love rupaul's drag race but if i don't if you're watching like all the housewives but again these are all this is all different because like i and i agree with you there is there is like trashy reality shows that are really fun to watch like because, i get it because it's you're watching something that's on fire 
you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, wow, this is incredible. Like, I can't believe there's cameras here, you know? Um, but then there's like reality shows where it's like these like dating, like, mm, you know, Love um, Island, Love Island, like, hey, love let's, is let's, blind? there's a lot of yeah. love. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you smell the love? Like, you know, like all these, I mean, so freaking stupid. They're like, we did everything we could. <laughs> I'm just going to pitch a show. We, we blindfolded these people and taped their mouth shut. The only thing they can do is smell their partner. Will they find love? I'm Ryan Seacrest. Like, I mean, what is, like, what are we doing? You're like, joking, but Netflix is like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they listen every week, Kendra. I do know. <laughs> I mean, they're like, they're picking it up. That's I think that's how they get their show. They just throw words at a wall and they're like, dating show, cooking yeah. show. Except I do love, is it cake? <laughs> yeah. Is it cake? Is it cake kind of makes me mad. Because you're like, is it? And then, because you're going to binge it all. And then yeah. for the next week, you're like, I don't know if I'm cake. Yeah. You're cake. Yeah. For the next, that's, you're 100% right. For the next week, you don't trust inanimate objects anymore. No. Like, I don't trust like, anything. People, yeah, you're just like, dog. my entire shelf might be a cake. <laughs> <laughs> then I got arrested for going and just stabbing everything. <laughs> yeah, because I thought everything was cake. No officer, see, your partner is not a person. He's cake. <laughs> They're just like, that's my partner. No. Like, <laughs> really awful. Yeah, but I mean, sure, there's great there's great stuff i mean there's great reality like i mean who doesn't love nailed it and who doesn't adore N nicole buyer like mm -hmm. i love nicole buyer and i will watch any trash that she's on because i love her beyond a shadow of a doubt like she's one of my favorite people in the entire world but that's just the thing like you know i don't know if somebody if somebody to me is just very like yeah i'm i'm a kardashians person like i watch you know too much of you know all the housewife things you know whatever then i'm just like all right man i'm disengaged and that's and to be honest for and this is also very uh weird because i am a man but if i talk to a dude and all they care about is sports get out of my life <laughs> like <laughs> like get out of my life i don't care it you are a giant bowl of who cares like i mean it is it is just ridiculous like nobody should care about something that much you know but at the same time i do love things that are fake that much so i get it but like, i don't know i'm gonna judge but i'm also in the same boat because <laughs> yeah well of course we're you know, the best like, way to put it, it but don't get yeah. it yeah the best way to put it is we're all nerds we're just we're just nerds about different things yeah like i might be a nerd about the avengers or whatever whatever the case but you just like basketball a lot you know and that's your thing you know that that doesn't mean you're not a nerd you know you're i mean you're wearing a shirt with another guy's name on it you know what i mean like you're definitely a dork you know <laughs> like uh, i mean for me it's i do have a charlie conway hoodie that's like as sporty as i get it's gotta be like a that's kid's awesome. sports movie i'm that's like the kind of sports i'm into real sports how funny is that so we're much. like how how funny is that we're like sports are so like like i could just care less about sports but if it's a movie about sports yeah. <laughs> and especially if it's involving children or an animal <laughs> i'm into it like 
<laughs> like, I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me this dog can play basketball? I'm in. <laughs> and go to space and cure yeah. AIDS and cancer. And, you know, the buddies are doing a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and also help Santa. Calm down. There's oh, a lot of Santa things. <laughs> There's a lot of things. I didn't see, I haven't seen cancer buddies yet, but where they, where they cure cancer, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> but they they do a lot of stuff. <laughs> that one's their like A twenty four drama. <laughs> gonna get real. I, I think Brendan that. Fraser is going to play their owner. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be the best. By the way, this is the perfect place to talk about this. I love the Renaissance that Brendan Fraser is getting right I now. I mean, he is everywhere right now. He's gonna win it's the, the Oscar. I mean, George of the Jungle is going to win a freaking Oscar. Encino yeah. Man is going to win an Oscar. Yeah. You know, congrats. Well, to and him. not only that, like you have to look at it like this, like uh key. Uh, was also in Encino Man as well, and he's been winning for supporting for everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh. So if the two of them win, oh my gosh, it's every '90s kid dream, kids dream. I mean, the Goonies is my top ten favorite movie. So every time I'm, I even Corey Feldman, every time there's a Goonie winning in life, I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Even Corey sure Feldman, been... that horrible music. Yeah, you're you're like the only fan of <laughs> Corey Feldman's music. No, I mean I follow him, and I'm like, please stop posting those. And he's sure. doing like a Comic Con near near me, and I'm like, seventy dollars for a photo though. I can't. Yikes. I know. That's I love you, lot. mouth, but ooh, that's a lot. But moving on, you drew this wonderful like parallel between nostalgia and a typical crush, and this idea of viewing them as perfect. And we yeah. like wear these rose-colored glasses when we like are sprung on a new crush. And I do think that does cross over when we look at the past. And you said we have these nostalgia eyes. Uh, why do you think we do view the past and all of that with these like hearts in our eyes? Like, how can we not see? Because I always think of like my mom in the '90s. Like, I was having the time of my life you know watching prices right when i didn't go to school but my mom was probably like stressing about money and all this so i don't know what being an adult was like then so right. do you, what do you think that like why do we have those hard eyes i think that right there is exactly why because when we're an adult we are now that mom that is looking at the bills mm -hmm. we are now that mom that you know <sighs> this is kind of a, a vulnerable and, and, and fun story or, or like cutesy kind of story, but this is the difference between a kid and an adult. Um, I found out like maybe like five years ago from my, um, uh, I can't, I can't remember how long, how long ago it was. It was maybe, maybe close to like seven or 10 years ago, something like that. Um, it was before I moved to Los Angeles and um, I, uh was selling a bunch of stuff and now one of the things that i have a lot of in my house is action figures i had a lot of power ranger action figures and like you know the megazord and like all these different you know all the weapons everything so i was like oh let me sell these to a comic book shop and like make some money because it'll it'll help me out and my mom was just like no why and i go because it's just junk like i'm not saying like what are we saving this for like I'm, i don't have a son like what are we saving this for and she's like no we're not we're not doing that like at all and i was just like all right and i was like really really frustrated with my mom for the longest time and it turns out i come home for christmas the next year mm -hmm. and my aunt is telling me 
she goes, Mikey, do you remember when you were when you were eight, you had a Power Rangers birthday? And I go, yeah, I do remember. That's like a really one of my favorite birthday parties of all time was uh, was my mom, uh, you know, called some party place and they had like the Power Rangers come to my house and like play games and stuff like that. (laughs) It was fun. And uh, and you know then she goes she started telling me some stories uh and granted if you're younger than a millennial this might not seem as important so i'll i'll explain why it's important um when i was a kid there used to be uh there used to be stores where they sold toys (laughs) um and and you couldn't just like you couldn't just like fart on your phone and get whatever you wanted delivered (laughs) to your house in three hours you know so (laughs) um and also the other thing is if it ran out it ran out and it was over you know um and I really wanted this like Megazord thing and uh, you know I I can't remember exactly what I wanted but it it was you know she she was talking about it and she goes man we waited in this line for hours before this before this Toys R Us opened and my mom ended up getting trampled oh right like like no like no lie no lie like I'm not being cute I'm not embellishing no tickle me Elmo like was literally yeah was literally like trampled and stepped over because a bunch of people wanted to get you know this megazord thing it was essentially it was essentially like the 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 plot to jingle all the way like (laughs) it was it was the turbo man you know um and they ended up getting the last no they didn't they 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 couldn't get it so they actually had to like call a guy like like it was like a drug deal i'm serious like it's it's wild how what what would happen in the 90s for toys yeah and like i'm not kidding like they she took my aunt my aunt was telling me this story my mom still has no idea that my aunt told me this story and you know opens the opens the trunk shows them you know the the toy and she paid like i think 50 or 60 dollars more than it was worth or something just because you know the next day she wanted maybe not the next day but the next week or whatever it was was christmas and she you know wanted to you know be like hey santa got this for you and that was it and when i'm a kid it's just like you see the toy and you're like wow thanks mom or thanks santa and that's it you know you don't you don't see the pain and Mm -hmm. the hours of of patience and the possible hurt and uh the possible price gouging and um and fear and all that stuff you don't see that when you're a kid all you see is the toy so and of course you're excited and you love your parents and and all that stuff but i heard that story and it made me respect my mom on the highest level humanly possible because it was just like the fact that you would do that for a kid means that the fact that you do that for anyone means you love them you know because also my mom isn't my mom is not very uh vocal with her her words you know like i said she's very she's that stereotypical you know dad in a 50s movie about a kid with a dream like it's just like i won't say i love you you'll never see me cry until my deathbed you know like she's that type of person and so she's never expressed that through words but that story made me realize like she has she has over expressed that through actions and um 
and that's a way more important thing you know so i think yeah i think i think that's the difference in a roundabout way that is the difference between like a kid having like the heart eyes but then being an adult and being like yeah but this is the real world and like this is what happens when you want that kid to have those heart eyes and and remember those moments you know and things like that it's very it's you know it's it's just it's very real you know that's a very sweet story shout out to your mom for getting trampled for megazord my yeah, mom was right? not that hardcore she actually was like she would be like buying all this stuff for me and then like when it came time to me growing up she's like all right get rid of it and i'm like but it's mine so i i still tell her like remember when you made me like give away my talk girl yeah. <laughs> or all my goosebumps in my babysitter's club books i was oh like really upset about that and i went to college and i had to pack up all my backstreet boy stuff and put it in her shed and she let rats get it and i was like really upset and i was like wow. well that was like a lot of money you spent mom so you should be way more upset <laughs> <laughs> wow but That's nuts. So we usually wrap up this portion with, you know, what you think your life would be like with your crush, but your your crush is nostalgia. So I'm going yeah. to do something different based on your five senses. We're going to do a speed round. So I'm going to say one of the senses and you tell me what your what makes you the most nostalgic. Like touch for me would be like a koosh ball. Okay. Uh, all right. So I, we'll love this. I love this. I love this so much. So we're going to start with sound or like sound? Uh, hearing, I guess. Okay, sound. I'll just go with this. Just tried and true. The Full House theme song. Let's do that. It takes you to Friday night. It takes you to happy family moments that maybe Mm -hmm. you didn't have in your own home. That was what Full House and TJF was for me. I didn't have like stability. So every week I'd have these families that were like pretty normal. Right. They grounded me before I watched 2020. (laughs) All right. Uh, sight. What would you say is yours? For sight, what do I see? And I just think, oh, if I see like a building that looks like an old Circuit City, and okay. I know it's an old Circuit City because they're very distinct. That's very good because mine would probably be if I see a building that has the old blockbuster like mm. filth on it. And you're just like, yeah, that's a T-Mobile now, but it <laughs> definitely used to be a blockbuster. <laughs> there are some towns that still, they're just like, why take it down? It's a perfectly good structure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, smell. Smell. What would you say is yours? Always school supplies. It's, I just, I'm a nerd in that regard as well. I love supplies. school. I love the, it's something my grandma also really loved. So I think I just got it from her. You know what? I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this story. Um, I <laughs> I had a friend who she she lives up north and she uh, uh, maybe like an hour or so from me. And she was like, hey, do you want to go to Carvel? And I was like, I haven't been to a Carvel since I was a little kid. And I went in there and the smell brought me back when I was a little kid getting out of karate practice I'm not kidding I, w- I cried like I was I, I was like oh my god I've never had this feeling before like this is 
So I think my answer is Carvel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good one. Uh, what about taste? Probably Carvel. I, you know what? It wouldn't be taste. It would just be the smell. Because the thing is, it's not the smell of the, it's not the smell of the ice cream. It's the smell of the store. And every store has one. Like it, it smells like freezers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it just smells like freezers. And for some reason, it just reminded me of like, so I, I went to this karate class and the karate class right in front of my karate school was a Carvel and to the right was a Toys R Us. Like, and it was inside this like giant, like kind of indoor mall. Hmm. So I, you could kind of, you know, after karate practice, you can like go to a Toys R Us and like, you know, hang out with your karate buddies or go get a scoop of ice cream or whatever. Um, it was pretty much like the best place to hang out when you were like six or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, man, taste. I, I gotta go tried and true. I gotta go cereal. Any particular? Like yeah. Um, I would say it doesn't exist, but you can recreate it if you're if you're crazy. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal, which is essentially just checks cereal um <laughs> with uh with lucky charms marshmallows on them mm, sounds good yeah yeah it's very good uh and what about touch i would say nickelodeon gack Ooh, that's a smell too because that's us was yeah stink. It, smells, it smells like a butt <laughs> Yeah. It smells so bad. I always had uh, just like silly putty. <laughs> that was my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. Like we had really old shag carpet, so we weren't allowed to have things that could like stick. Just because our carpet was busted already, my mom was like, "No more." Like, <laughs> yeah. But so I would have silly putty, and she'd be like, "Oh, you know a cool trick? Put it over the comic strip on the funnies," and <laughs> I'd be like, "Wow, mom, that's magical." <laughs> <laughs> So now we talked about the crush. Now it's time to talk more about you and all these creative endeavors you got going on, which yeah. isn't too far from your crush, your podcast, Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. You kicked off that a couple, well, a handful of years ago before we all jumped on the podcast bandwagon during Rona. So yeah. being a comedian, do you feel that it was like a natural path to venture down? You know, it's funny. I didn't do it because I'm a comic and I have to have a podcast. I kind of just did it because I love, I love podcasts. Like I'm, it, it's my favorite media. It so like like more more than watching TV and movies. Like I'd much rather watch or listen to a podcast because I just I love watching people or hearing people talk, you know, and just talk about stuff and like being you know, being funny with each other and like, you know, things like that. And I wanted to just, you know, create that. And one of the things that I've always been fascinated by is childhood. I've always been fascinated by people's childhood. I've always been fascinated with nostalgia. And I was like, man, why don't I just make a show about this? And granted, this was years before because now because yeah. now this is like a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like now, now it's weird because like, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, Vanessa Bayer has How Did We Get Weird, which is essentially Child Like a Best with Famous People in it. And like, and then they have, uh, 
you know those iHeartRadio like Boy Meets World watch-alongs and they yeah. have with with the cast of Boy Meets World and you know um Hey Dude the 90s called and the um you know the La- the Lance Bass po- uh, podcast frosted like, tips. Yeah, yeah frosted tips like all these different things where it's just like dude I've been talking about this since before you guys even thought about doing a podcast <laughs> like <laughs> so like um but I mean to be fair like it's not like I invented talking about nostalgia or anything like that but what I'm saying is people do want to hear it mm-hmm. you know people it is there is definitely an audience for it you know and so that's yeah that's kind of that's kind of what got me into it and like you know i i don't have very many questions on that podcast i kind of just let the interview go where it goes and it's i i basically only really have five questions and you you'd be surprised at how much i get to know people with just five questions you know and it's just because like you know and granted you know if they if they say something you know and it leads to a tangent or whatever i will ask about certain things but mm-hmm. the true the tried and true questions are always where did you grow up who did you sit with at the lunch table what were your favorite snacks um and uh what advice would you give to your younger self and what would your younger self think of who you are now and that's oh. it that's, that's literally the last one's hard <laughs> yeah which is a difficult question and mm-hmm. it and and it gets a lot of people you know it, it's it's one of those things that when i discovered that question i was like well i need to remind people that there is no wrong answer like you don't if you want to joke out you you can because i talk to a lot of comedians and comedians don't want to be emotional sometimes you know um you don't have to be emotional if you don't want to there's no wrong answer but most of the time people are very vulnerable and they're and they will answer it you know for like in in a serious in a serious way and i love that because i it all started with that with me asking myself that mm-hmm. you know uh I, as an actor i you know here's here's the story about you know it kind of ties all together but um i went out for this audition for something and in my head i was like i am not gonna get this this is like some cattle call thing for some like uber starbucks commercial uber eats starbucks commercial and i was like i'm never gonna get this like why am i wasting my time all this stuff and um I went in and it was a group audition and I don't do well with group auditions. I only do well with myself and that's mm-hmm. it. And for some strange reason in that group audition, whatever it was that I was doing, they sent everyone else home, but they liked me and they called me back. So then they called me back and then, but they still had like maybe 30 or to 50 people left to, to figure out, you know, who was going to be, you know in this commercial so i was like again and i went again and i was even more mad because i'm like now i'm wasting my time again because now like yeah they might think i'm funny or whatever because they laughed at my first audition or whatever but sometimes you know you hear about these casting directors they'll just bring you in never wanting to hire you they just want to laugh because you know 
they're bored or whatever and they're like well at least this guy will be funny you know and 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 so i thought that's what they were doing to me i was like oh they're just gonna have me there to like make them laugh and then they'll send me home and not give me any money you know so and then i told myself listen man when you were a kid you would have you would have killed for this like this is the thing you wanted to do and you're doing it you know like what would that eight-year-old that wanted to be an actor who saw october sky for the first time and decided i want to do that i want to be an actor i want to be someone you know in in movies i want to be in a tv show or i want to be on a nickelodeon show or a disney channel show or whatever and you know now you've been on nickelodeon you've been on disney channel you've worked with you've worked with people that have you know that you would have never thought of when you were eight years old you know you worked with and now you're just sitting here complaining about not getting some stupid commercial like who cares if you don't get it you know and so that's kind of why i and in a weird way it's kind of sparked up the magic again you know because in this business you know and and not even in this business in this life in this life you kind of forget about the magic you know when you're when you're a kid that's all you live off of when you're a kid you know you don't need to go to space because you have a, a giant box and you can just pretend you know like you know when when you're a kid and, and granted i don't know i don't know how it is for for kids now because now you know kids have iPhone Roblox. Yeah, they're just they have they have a bunch of different technology than I did. All I had was a box. But <laughs> I but I love that box because it was a spaceship, you know, and it was and it was also my home that I could that I can bring other girls from my preschool in and we could play house, you know, or like whatever, you know. Um and that's just yeah, so so essentially what I'm saying is like, you know, that sense of childlike wonder, you know, is usually gone in a lot of people, you know, because the real world kind of brings you down. The, the world is filled with a lot of people that say no all the time. And when you're and when people say no, you start to get jaded, you know, you start to get callous yeah. and you start to and you start to be like, well, if I harden up and I don't care about my emotions, then it won't hurt so much because I'm always getting no's right but at the end of the day you being vulnerable was what would have made them say yes so you do need to find that magic in some way shape or form you know and that magic can be different for other people than me for me it's it's not losing my sense of childlike wonder and talking to myself you know talking to the childhood version of myself for some people it is literally talking to their actual kids because that's how they do everything they do everything for their children you know or it's talking to their wife or their husband or whatever everybody has something different but whatever it is find that because that magic is what's going to make sure that you are sane essentially that you that your your life isn't in vain you know because 
you know, it's it. This is a song lyric that I love. You know, it's an Amberlynn song lyric, but I use it all the time. Where it, he says, "The greatest tragedy is not your death, but it's a life without reason." You know, mm-hmm. like because if life has no reason, then life has no purpose. You know, so <laughs> so find that purpose and find that magic. You know, and and that's why I always tell people, you know, don't lose your sense of childlike wonder. Well, speaking of not losing that magic, you mentioned that you have a new season coming up. Yes. Like, what can we expect? When can we expect it? What's going on with Childlike? At oh, best? that's that's a that's a great question. So, um, Childlike at Best uh, was picked up by a podcast network called Big Comedy Network, which is really awesome. I'm excited mm. about that. Um, and um, I have some really cool people coming up. Uh, the first episode uh, is going to be uh, Jason Marsden from A Goofy Movie and Spirited Away, uh, all the TGIF sitcoms. Uh, he plays the quintessential best friend. I told this to him. I told this to him to his face. I said, I said, you're so good at playing the best friend that in Boy Meets World, your character's name was Jason Marsden. <laughs> like, that's how good you are at playing the best friend. You know, I think and he's uh, a, a big crush around here because of Goofy Movie. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I it's it's wild. We we actually talk about that. Um, you know, kind of, to kind of tease it, uh, he's he's been doing stand up lately, and uh, and he did a show where the a girl went on before him and was talking about her first crush, oh. and and had an entire bit about how her first crush was Max Goof. And he was just sitting there, like what? Like she had no idea oh. that it, that he was there. So like she's just like doing this bit about like how she had this crush on Max Goof, and it's he's like... just there, like. <laughs> I so feel like he like... looked like that Lisa Simpson meme where she's kind of like looking down, like surprised, like ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Stop for me. sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah um but he's mars is so awesome i love mars uh he's he's really cool um and uh barrett letty uh is another guest uh he's he's on so many shows man he's a voice actor uh and he does i mean Yu-Gi-Oh, uh the new pokemon series i mean so many uh different different things that he's been doing um and past guests are also really great too don't get me wrong like i had mark blutman the head writer of boy meets world um i had uh philip wilburn from um he's been on how i met your mother and uh dragon ball z i mean i i've had some cool people uh robbie wrist the voice of michelangelo on teenage mutant ninja turtles like you can't you can't go wrong man like there's i've had some cool people i'm very lucky well, you've had cool people, but you also have really cool merch. You have this one with like a Viewmaster, and I mean, it's a you. staple, a staple Thank of a you. child's bedroom, probably up until 97, 98. I mean, we were yeah. living for those little discs of wonder. But do you think if they re released the Viewmaster today with newer movies, which one do you think would make like the best Viewmaster experience? Oh, man. I mean, I know what the answer is, but I don't want it to be this movie. Like the answer is Avatar, but I don't, but I don't want it to be that movie because I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you, what would be the best experience for you? Because I don't like Avatar. <laughs> oh, for me, I mean, it, for me, it would be Back to the Future. But like that's like a, that like a movie from today. <laughs> oh, a movie. Last a movie twenty from years. Like, for, okay, let's see. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> so this is that's <laughs> this is such a funny thought experiment <laughs> because because like to imagine like what if because like when they had trading cards and all yeah. that stuff like just imagine like Fast and the Furious trading <laughs> cards. <laughs> I would love a Fast and Furious Remaster experience. Of, it's actually kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. They all just say family. Yeah, <laughs> just spells it yeah. out and then it says it and then it's just yeah. a diesel. Yeah, it comes with a with a sticker and a really old piece of gum. <laughs> family. Um, yeah, family. Yeah, they all... That That's great. It, it comes with six and they all... In the back, they all spell out family. family. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. So, um... I, I don't know about I mean the movies that the movies that I like are very like um are very like uh nostalgia heavy or like older um but man I'm trying to think I mean <laughs> here's here's a, here's a good answer just because it's funny um a great Viewmaster Rolodex would just be uh, the, the whale. <laughs> just <laughs> just Brendan Fraser and the whale. That's it. I, I mean, if I was like the Oscars team in my goodie bag, I'd be like, let's do Viewmasters of the nominated movies for Best yeah. Picture. Like, put a still yeah. of each one. Let yeah. it, I mean, Everything Everywhere All at Once would be a really cool one. Yeah, that you're absolutely right. That's a great one. Um, I mean, the fact that they're not giving out like those like googly eyes is kind of ridiculous. Missed you know, they should be putting yeah, they should be putting googly eyes on everything. That's what um, I, if I was her, because you know you're gonna win. She knows she's gonna win. There's oh, like yeah, no way she's gonna, yeah. I would wear a googly eye dress. That's I fun. Would, I would. That's how I would rock it. <laughs> That's really fun. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely that type of person where like. I, you know, of course, I want to, I want to look nice and things like that. But I also like kind of want to troll people. I like if that a makes spectacle. any sense. Yeah, like for example, if I were Chris Pratt and I was playing and I was playing Super Mario, when I went to an award show, I would I would wear a suit that looked like mm -hmm. Super Mario going inside of a tube, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then when whenever I bend down, it looks like I'm actually going down a tube. <laughs> like I would totally do that, yeah, you know. Missed opportunities, these celebrities. Yeah. So what about any? I know you have the new season coming, but any new music on the horizon? Because I gotta say, when I hear comedian, podcaster, I don't think musician on top of that, sure. but. Everyone, check out Mike Valdez and the Noise. Good stuff. That's very sweet. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's um, I I'm always writing, um, and I I love music like nobody's business. Um, but it's just something that it's more it's more a hobby now. You know, like I still I still play and and I still have uh, my band and I still write and things like that. You know, but it's more on the back burner um, just because the next thing that I want to make, I want it to be amazing, you know. And so, um, in fact, you know, one of my crushes that I wanted to do um, on this podcast was Donald Glover. You know, oh. he's <laughs> he's a giant like uh, talent crush mm -hmm. that I have because he was the first person that made me realize you can do anything and everything you know and be good at all of it he's and just so yeah he's, he's just 
Yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, I I can't. When it comes to art, there's nothing I could find wrong with that guy. My um, friend went to NYU and was a year apart from him oh, when nice. he got the job uh, writing for Thirty Rock, and to this day, he's still like, "That could have been me." I'm like, "Could it have, honey?" <laughs> I was gonna ask your musician, actor, podcaster. All these things, how do you think all of them kind of help you with your show? Because I know like being a freelance writer and doing like interviews through emails, that's what helps me, you know, set up questions here. So how does all that help with your podcast? So I, and I say this a lot, but I I view performing as a 20-sided die. And so like, you know, to to use kind of nerdy terms and like, (laughs) you, you know, you're using little pieces of like your social skills and like your comedy skills and your acting skills and you know all these different things and that's creating who you are as a podcaster or as a performer or as a you know singer or whatever it is that you're doing um and so yeah my my whole thing is like i just want to be like no matter what even if i'm interviewing the most boring person i just want i want to be entertaining you know so um i and i think the best i i think the person who that i look up to when it comes to that is conan o'brien because high five have to high five yeah (laughs) because conan conan can make a paper bag seem interesting Mm -hmm. like i mean that dude is so good at like getting the most boring person who has the worst story of all time and they think it's the greatest thing ever because they're on some hot sitcom that everyone's watching <laughs> and he can actually make the story funny, you know? And it isn't in this like, you know, and all due respect to David Letterman because I love David Letterman, but the thing about Letterman was he was very like sarcastic about it. Mm-hmm. Like he was very like, oh, did you? Did you go yeah. camping? Oh, cool. You Did you now? Like to where it's like, <laughs> where it's like conan would be like you went camping man i could never do that i get really scared whenever i'm taking a shower next to a bear you know like (laughs) and then you're just and that's why it's funny like and and he puts himself in this situation and you're like oh my god dude like conan is the best my favorite thing conan does is when he goes oh a little bit about you but more about back to me (laughs) like when he does that little (laughs) like my favorite thing he does (laughs) yeah he's he's very like he um no one that that uh when he makes a joke he's not making the person the butt of the joke he makes him he makes himself the butt of the joke in a lot of ways um which is why i think it works you know um but he's also not self-deprecating you know like he's not like he doesn't say stuff that's like sad if that makes any sense um like he's very like again like it's like i made it up but like it is very much like you know camping's crazy because like i would hate to have to shower next to a bear like you know and he's it's not a real thing but it's just a funny thing to imagine like a six foot six white guy with red hair taking a shower with a bear in the woods (laughs) you know what i mean it's just funny to think about that you know so so yeah and like i mean like and like i said you know he's he's just very good at like so him and like here's here's another one as well i i kind of take a little bit from him and he gets a little bit of flack but i love jimmy fallon as well and like 
the reason why I love Jimmy Fallon is because Jimmy Fallon is the perfect cheerleader. He's so good at making whatever stupid movie you're promoting become like the greatest thing that's ever been. <laughs> like, because that's his job. His job is to make you think Jumanji 3 is going to be the best movie you've ever seen. I mean, that's I what his think it will be if they're making right. it. I love the movie. <laughs> no, I know. But what I'm saying is like, that's his job. Like his, mm-hmm. like he's, like a lot of people think like, well, he's fake. Like it, Kevin Hart comes on and he's just like, saw Jumanji, loved it. Like, what do you think he's going to say? Saw Jumanji, hated it. Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you think he's going to do? Like yeah. he's, he's there to, 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 to like, you know, Raise boost you up. people up. Yeah, he's there to boost you up and boost up, you know, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So, um, so my whole thing that I thought when I interview people, especially when I was starting, because when I was starting, I was mostly just interviewing people I knew. You know, now it's gotten to a point where I'm interviewing like kind of strangers, but I know you through Instagram, or <laughs> I know you because you wrote my favorite TV show, or. I know you because you're the voice of my favorite Disney movie or like, you know, things like that, but I don't know you, you know, type of interview. Um, But my, my thought was always, no matter who you're talking to, always treat them like they're worth a million dollars because, because you just never know. Cause you never know who's, who anybody's going to become, especially in the entertainment business. You never know who anybody's going to become. You never know what people are going to say about you behind your back, good or bad, you know, and you just don't want to be on the back end of it because the entertainment business is a lot smaller than you think it is. You know, fun. in in fact, fun fact, I was doing a, a commercial maybe like right before the pandemic. Yeah. Right before the pandemic, I was doing a Home Depot commercial where I was the lead and the AD of the, of the shoot remembered me because she was an ad when i was an extra 15 years ago oh wow 15 years. she goes and she was like she was like yeah you were in the background of that high school commercial that we did for t-mobile like a long long time ago right and i go yeah that was my first job how how do you still remember me and she's like oh you were really funny and you were really nice so i just remember and it's just like that's like that's all i can that's all i can do you know, at the end of the day, I tell myself as an actor, I have to, you don't even have to be funny. Just be nice and do your job. You know, <laughs> know your lines, be nice, do your job, go home, you know, but I do like to be funny. So I will say, you know, part of it for me is also like, be funny, you know, <laughs> um, but you know, it's, and what was great was like, you know, I, one of my favorite things um, you know, whenever I do commercials or like, or, or music videos or anything, whenever I get the crew to be like, dude, you're awesome. That's when I know that I won, you know, because like, if the crew loves you, then you're going to keep working because that's who keeps coming back. You know, the crew is who keeps coming back. You know, um, it's not the actors like the, like yeah it's nice to have actor friends and things like that but like the actors aren't the ones casting you you know the people the people behind the scenes are the ones that are casting you and they're going to be the ones talking about how you were a diva on set or no man you need to hire this guy because he's super funny and like you know i remember i remember during that 
during that uh that shoot we were uh the whole point of it was i was gardening i was i was like putting water on my garden and i was so like enthralled by something that i wasn't paying attention to the hose and then the hose started then spraying like my furniture you know (laughs) and so and so i said why don't we do a shot where because because it it was getting a laugh and it was fine and they were like we want to do something more ridiculous and i was like how about (laughs) and then i said how about this how about i go I get like so amazed that I don't realize it and then the water starts spraying my face. <laughs> and so and so they were like, "Yeah, like are you okay with it?" And they go, "Yeah, absolutely, you kidding?" And uh and then they like changed the water pressure cuz the water pressure was very like high. It was it was like it was very uh like aggressive. the speed it, the the speed was very aggressive. Exactly. Yeah. And they were adjusting it, and I go, no, 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 don't change it. We're doing the exact, <laughs> the the exact same thing, and we're doing this because we love comedy, and that's why we're doing this. And the entire crew went, yes. Like, I mean, I got like this, like, I mean, it, it was like my Rudy moment. Like, I could have, <laughs> they could have put me on their shoulders. Like, they were like, I love this kid. Like, because apparently that day there was like other people that were like being kind of like Diva. they were just being yeah they were being hard to work with <laughs> yeah they were being hard to work with you know in the sense of like you know giving them ideas or like you know wanting to do things that were a little out of the box to be funny and i was like no dude if we're gonna do this it's for comedy and the only th- and i and i said this as a joke but but i was like but i said to the director i said we're gonna shoot this but you have to promise me this is definitely gonna be the commercial (laughs) (laughs) like you can't just like cut this you know but of course i was kidding um but but yeah like that's the kind of thing that that i try to do is like i try to you know i i try to just um bring you know my bring joy and and all that stuff into interviews and into all that kind of stuff you know i think it's helpful in in all of it you know you always bring that childlike wonder that's the the point yeah that's the point (laughs) and before we wrap up can you remind people where they can find all this childlike wonder and greatness from you online yes absolutely so um, like I said in the very beginning, the easiest way to find me is if you go to thekidfromup.com. That's going to have everything. That's going to have my Instagram, my TikTok, my podcast, all that stuff. But if you don't want to do that, that's completely fine. You can find my band, Mike Valdez of the Noise. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. Everywhere you listen to music, the name of the album is Dreamer. I have a podcast called Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. Uh, the first season is out. It's about 75 episodes and season two is coming out hopefully at the beginning of the, of next month. And, um, let's see what else. What did I forget? Oh, uh, childlike wonder merch. Uh, if you go to childlikewonder.co, uh, all of my merch is there. I uh, have the Viewmaster tee. Uh, it's also a crew neck. Um, I have a an awesome uh, t-shirt with me as a cartoon that says Mike Valdez, comedy's favorite cartoon. Um, and then 
I have uh, just a couple of like if you grew up Christian type of stuff. <laughs> like I have a shirt that says church camp on it. Um, I have a shirt that says unspoken prayer request on it. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's me. That's everything. To you in a nutshell. Well, Mike, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about your crush on nostalgia and so much more. And everyone, you can find all of his information below. And until next time, as always, keep crushing it.